Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, doing the show with my pals Genre and Sue. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Super deep cut for uh, fans of Press Start to continue there. Um, Let's move on. Um, Yeah, so we're uh, we're doing our show, and we'd love to hear from our listeners. And you can get in touch with us uh, uh, at Civil Politics FM if you like tweeting. Uh, Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio if you prefer that hoary social media platform. Or you can just go email us, uh, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. You know, go to that website, civilpoliticsradio.com, and listen to previous episodes of the show and all kinds of other good stuff. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I I suppose the, the, the biggest political breaking news... Uh, of this past week. Well, there's two things, and I don't know that I... uh, One of them I don't know that I really have much to say about exactly or feel qualified to talk about, which was the... uh, the crowd storming the, the the Capitol building in Brazil and sort of uh, even more uh, lackadaisical or lackluster attempted coup than uh, January 6th here in the USA. Um, and, you know, that was bad and it's it's it didn't work and I'm glad. And yeah, they're prosecuting um, more people. Yeah, they're very they're much more forceful about prosecuting them. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, they arrested a lot. Yeah, and uh, yep. Lula is like, I'm gonna get them. Yeah, well, or something. I don't know. Good. <laughs> so, and the other thing, of course, is uh, it turns out a uh, good old uh, Diamond Joe Biden, <laughs> one time God. vice president. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mentioned that because there was, if you remember, that whole string of really funny. Uh, articles about Joe Biden's supposed antics that the uh, Onion cooked up during the eight years he was serving under President Obama, <laughs> you know, doing stuff like, you know, uh, getting in trouble while washing his Trans Am on the White House lawn, you know, holding a yard sale, you know, like, <laughs> you know, getting, you know, plugging in the smoke machine at the State of the Union accidentally, you know, Injuring himself, demonstrating a butterfly knife at a press conference, you know, whatever, just just being like a, you know, like a high school stoner or whatever. Still it's the crazy it's, neighbor. Right. Exactly. Obama's to come. <laughs> exactly. So and that was that was charming and fun. My understanding is Mr. Biden actually found those really funny. <laughs> he would. Yeah, I, I would. If would. they were about me, I would for sure. Kind of like but, bad jokes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But um. <laughs> In something like something that that should have just been that, but is you know is true because that's why they're funny because they they kind of ring true. Um, President Biden, uh, 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 attorneys working for him, reported that they'd found documents, classified documents from when he was vice president, sort of stashed away in uh, an office uh, at like a think tank he'd he'd worked out a bit 
And uh, I guess they found some more in his garage next to his vintage Corvette or something like that. I I don't know. Um, Details are still coming out. We'll see how many more shoes there might be to drop. Um, It might be that this is uh, a really big deal and a major screw up. Or it could just be, you know, a sad trombone sound because, oh, Joe, oh, Joe, don't know. Yeah. But the attorney general's appointed a special counsel to investigate. So, you know, I, I'm, if there's something, if there's something serious there, uh, I believe the gentleman who was appointed by, originally by President Trump will uh, zealously investigate and find it. So. As he should. I'm glad that they're doing yes. that. Like, Me too. Nobody should be held up, up um, like, even if you're the president, even if you're, like, quote-unquote, our party or our guy, then if you do something wrong, then you should be investigated. That's, boom, that's it. Doesn't matter yeah. what party you are or what level of government you are, if you break, if you possibly break the law, then you should be investigated to see if you did actually break the law. I agree. And I, when it was just like, oh, they found a couple of documents in an old office or whatever, I was like, maybe they don't need to put in a special prosecutor. Let's see how this plays out. But once they found more documents in another location, it's like, yeah, just just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Make sure this is done correctly. So, so I'm glad to hear you guys say that they, everybody should be treated equally when it comes to not being above the law. But don't you find it curious that Merrick Garland took five days to do that with Biden and it took him two years to do it with Trump? Um, Caesar's wife must be above above reproach. Is, uh, well, you know who recommended – do you know who recommended Garrett, Merrick Garland for the uh, Supreme Court besides Obama? Well, Obama nominated him, but uh, no. Was it yep. Mr. Biden? No, it was a Republican. They asked him, Orrin Hatch, who would be palatable to the Republicans. Oh, yes. And Orrin Hatch. And, or, or Hatch right. said, and then McConnell said, nope. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, you know, the Republicans actually recommended Merrick Garland. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, I back just when they didn't think out, the Democrats would listen. So, you know. <laughs> Anyway, I just I find it amazing that it took two years for Trump to get a special prosecutor and to, you know, thank God there's one now because he's asking for all the background stuff that should have happened on January 7th. Oh, are you saying anyway. like it it took two years to get Trump a prosecutor for the what? special to appoint a special counsel to investigate Mr. Trump's uh, uh, possible malfeasance? I mean, the document thing, it just yeah. came out, so... Yeah. That's and that not, I think was the real impetus for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean that yeah. that's what the special prosecutors for. It's just they found the documents. Uh like no, the the National Archives were like, Where where the hell are these documents? And Trump's like, Nyeh. and then they were well, like give yeah, them. But it's it's but it's been going on for a good a good year and a half. Well, and the special prosecutor actually will also uh handle any matters re- involving uh you know, January 6th. The other, know, yep, and the, the other full piece. selectors and whatnot, you know, you know, one I'm just stop pointing shopping. out that the obvious difference that it took, you know, anyway, 
Well, I think because I think Merrick Garland is a little is a little paranoid about appearing even handed. I, I don't think it's paranoid. I think it's perfectly sensible, especially even without the simple fact that the um, Republicans have been sort of, claim, you know, screaming about the uh, the uh, you know unfair enforcement of the laws and democratic hypocrisy and whatnot constantly for years now. So, just yeah. it's it's the right move. I'm not saying my party isn't partly to blame for that. I'm just saying that he doesn't seem to be the strongest uh, attorney general we've ever had. So anyway, this mm. is an opinion. I think it's All time right. for a new one. That, that's my opinion. But I, I, I think anyway. it's the right decision, but you know, like just, just don't even waste time. Like, like because a, a special counsel might, might become necessary just, go right to that step and then uh it it lets them put us aside and move on to other things you know like we're about to do where as we're going to talk about what's going on in the house of representatives <laughs> nice you are the move. master of the segue you know that well, you. Yeah, yeah yeah the scooter you mean yes indeed the scooter I, oh my god <laughs> yeah the the so um the house the the, mm. the the wonderful wonderful House of Representatives, uh, we finally have a Congress, 118th Congress that was sworn in and everything on early Saturday morning last week. Yep, my God, it was they 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 finally got to the 15th vote and swore everybody in and actually swore in the their new Speaker of the House after our podcast released. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, just a mess. Just a complete mess. There is almost a fight. Yep. Like an that actual kind of honest funny. to God fight. I just. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I understand well, finding Matt Gates enormously frustrating, but. Still, well, yeah, well, he reneged on yeah. what he was supposed to do. He reneged. <laughs> Did he? he was supposed to vote. Yeah, he was supposed to um, vote differently, and he didn't, which is why they had to go. The oh, he voted present, vote. right? So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. It's ugh. Ugh. he said he ran out of things to ask for <laughs> in the rules package. <laughs> he had this smug look on his face for the entire time. Like yeah. for the entire week, it it was. It, I'm like sure it was infuriating. Yeah. Well, and people were tired, and their families were still there, and you know all the stuff that was supposed to happen. And you know there were twenty twenty people in my party that basically held Kevin McCarthy hostage, and he, you know, he paid the ransoms. Yep. Yep. He uh, he's he's. I think he's going to be the weakest speaker that we've ever had. <laughs> I don't disagree, but I honestly, I think, I think for Mr. McCarthy, it's not about having a particular legislative agenda or uh, a list of, of policies that he wishes to achieve, really. I think he just wants the status, you know, like oh, he yeah. wants he there wants to be an oil. Right. Yeah. Was it, Sue, was it you last week who mentioned, you know, the oil painting hanging in the Capitol? Yeah, that's he. That's he's really important to him. 
Yeah, yeah. He's such a shallow man. Such he just wanted the job. Guy. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Which is sad. It's just I, I, ugh, I and, hate that. And, honestly. Well, and to, to talk about him being weak, I mean, what you're saying is certainly true. And the um, <clears throat> the the House Rules package certainly um, is something we should talk about in a moment. But I, I, I think the thing I would point out is none of these. Uh, limitations, I think, matter uh, because he wasn't going to be able to do anything anyways, um, or there wasn't much he was going to be able to do. And what he would have been able to do, he would have had to do by working in concert with uh, the Republican, uh, the Democratic-controlled Senate and, of course, Democratic President Joe Biden. And I don't think there's anything he particularly would want to see done that uh, the Democrats would agree to, except perhaps in the most general terms, like he'd like to see us continue to have a Department of Defense and so forth. Like, I think he's talking about uh, going on a trip to Taiwan next month. And so like that's... Oh, jeez. Yeah. That, that, the bear. That'll go well. <laughs> Did you guys um, watch some of the C- C-SPAN coverage and, and before I, he I was elected not. speaker... Oh, yeah. It was a caretaker woman who uh, I can't think of her name. Who was she? Was the clerk of the house? I think is. Yeah, she's the the pro temp, whatever it is. Yeah, clerk of the house. Anyway, that's that's what Kevin McCarthy's going to be. He's going to be the caretaker. Is Steve right? He's not going to get anything done. Anything. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's going to be the weakest because he because he, he like his ability to actually pass legislation that is not going to happen because he's not going to try to work with anybody he's not going to like try to smooth anything over he's just going to be like the speaker whatever i'm saying that if people in the freedom caucus which who are the people that were can, like basically holding him hostage if they want to do something then they'll just do it he's not going to have any control over his party He's not going no. to be like uh, like Boehner. He's gonna yeah. they're they're gonna be like we're gonna do this and we want we want seats on the on these committees and he 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 just won't be able to say no because of the yeah, there are some parts of the someone, package that they're gonna hold hostage. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and supposedly there's a three page addendum that lists who's you know all the other prompt the side agreements he made. But the yeah. rules themselves are actually, as you said, they're going to undermine him. You know the difference between Kevin McCarthy and John Boehner? What's that? Kevin McCarthy doesn't doesn't cry. <laughs> well, he's a Kevin real McCarthy manly man. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe, John Boehner used to tear up. Actually, he teared up at um, Nancy Pelosi's going away party. John Boehner did a great job talking about his kids really, um, really admiring her. And um, his his teenage daughters, but well, he he's a very easy crier, so I shouldn't yeah. say that. <laughs> I mean, good for anyway. him. He's in touch with his emotions. Yeah. Good, good for him. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. yeah. But and we should. Kevin um, McCarthy is not. <laughs> no, we should talk about the the actual rules that they. But we know they passed. Um, and the right. the thing that I uh, I mentioned before, they. Usually, like, uh, if if someone wants to basically vote no confidence in the speaker, then you would have to get like a percentage of the the house to vote for it, and to to force a vote on it. Like twenty percent of the house would have to vote at minimum, I think. 
So you know, now it's just you just need one to five, and now it's one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just for uh, a single lawmaker can force a vote to vacate the chair, allowing a snap vote to remove the speaker. So if if one person gets up and says, "I don't like him," let's vote on getting rid of him, and then everybody votes to get rid of him. Then that's it. Then they have to get a new that's speaker. That's better than a filibuster. All you have to do is have each one of the Democrats in turn just keep calling for a vote. Oh, God. That'll really hamstring them. And then they say, I want the A's and A's. You know, we'll want the A's and A's counted. So that'll be two hours. I honestly wonder how much they they considered that angle to things. Um, But also, like, I, I think perhaps Mr. McCarthy was willing to concede that point simply because uh it it i believe the way it was phrased and and John, I'm, I'm uh correct me if i'm wrong here but it was as an affirmative vote like i move that the house vote on whether or not to remove speaker mccarthy and in order for that to happen you'd have to get a majority of the people in the house to actually vote to pull him out yeah <clears throat> and the problem uh, is I I don't know how many Republicans would actually side with Democrats to to toss Mr. McCarthy out. Um, I was just thinking not know, taking a because, vote, just just yeah. the mechanics of doing it over and over. Not oh not that too out. that that is a yeah, whole other just, whole other thing. It's it's, yeah, a, it's sort of it's like a great a monkey wrenching opportunity. Yeah, I don't think the right. Democrats yes. will do that at all. Like that's, I don't think so either. It, but. This is this is something that the Freedom Caucus wanted, so they could do it. Yeah, I yes. think I. Yeah, I honestly, I think the Democrats would consider doing it if it were, if they felt it were truly productive or useful to, to throw uh, sand in the gears of some, uh, uh, something the House was trying to do, but. If he yeah, did it, something you know. like really egregious, like he agreed to do something, and they're like. Wait, what? No, we're not. We and they want to blame him and get him in the spotlight. Then yeah, yeah. I think they would do it. But that's a that's a card that you you cl- you hold close, um, right? Yeah. So, and and in the end, as we've remarked uh, all along, what's the House going to do? What are the, what can the Republicans do controlling the House of Representatives? Nothing that really matters un- without the buy in from the Senate and the President. So. Well, for the debt ceiling, they can hold yeah, the they, debt they ceiling. Can, they can do damage, but the the Democrats can't stop them from yeah. doing that, regardless. And uh, endless shenanigans over. Well, we should have a vote on to removing the speaker. Uh, all that would do is prevent the House from acting on raising the debt ceiling. Like, like, like the affirmative yeah. actions we would they we Democrats would want the House to take. Uh, it doesn't help us to have to to hobble the house's ability to do anything when we when there are things we want it to do, you know, blowing everything up doesn't actually get us anywhere. Well, and I said last week, thank God for Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi that they saw this coming because they passed the year's budget before the in the hundred and seventeenth Congress. Yeah, sure. And but, they, they got it out of the way, so it goes through September. But the debt ceiling, I thought it was still a few weeks. Year. But people are saying. Over the summer, right? I think. Uh, yeah, feeling. we talked about it the last year, last week. It's probably yeah. going to be sometime this year, um, probably, yeah. probably mid year. 
So the expectation I saw, uh, I actually went went looking, and there was a article from last year where they suggested that uh, they thought it would last until sometime in the third quarter of 2023. So oh, good. sometime, Wonderful. yeah, sometime yeah. September, October, November, you know, like August, September, October kind of thing. So don't you yeah. love it when we have to do the budget and the debt ceiling at the same time? <laughs> I hate it. And I wish uh, the Democrats <laughs> would, would finally wise up and use uh, unified control to uh, just pass a law saying we don't need to do that anymore because, yeah. you know, the whole point is like the, the Congress has already voted to spend this money. We've already effectively, uh, you know, ordered the spending. So they've effectively authorized appropriations and loans to make it happen because, you know, yeah. the, 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 the executive branch doesn't have a choice to say, yeah, you told us to spend, you know, $10 million on, uh, I don't know, uh, a school lunch program, but we don't feel like it. Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and a, I think we talked about yeah. the history of it at one point too, about how it came up in world war one or wherever it was. They started yeah, I doing think that. So. Yeah. The ceiling. Uh, it came up like yeah, before world war one. Um, like the yeah. debt, the, the national debt has been used for like, uh, for a lot of things, but that, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Um, it's a whole thing. And I think, I think if someone's really curious, they can go digging in our archives for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk, we talk about it there, but, but yeah. And part of the 14th amendment specifies that the full faith and credit of the United States shall not be questioned. So, you know, that's, that's what the debt is. So, um, you know, it, it, we we've already have a constitutional amendment saying we have to authorize uh, borrowing when we need to. So, um, well, the next uh, the next thing is um, I have here is uh, committees. the The rules open the way for new committees to explore a bunch of stuff competitive with China, competitiveness with China. Examining what the Republican they they've already started doing this what they're calling the weaponization of the federal law enforcement agencies, um, in politically charged investigate. This is basically their whole thing about the FBI like being used to to attack Trump or something. It's just okay, sure, um, and assessing the federal government's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. There's just going to be endless committees and investigations. They're going to bring up Hunter Biden or something. And the um, the thing about investigating the uh, law enforcement, they are starting to do, that, to do that. And they've named Jim Jordan as the chair of that committee. Um, so that's fun. Well, that's, he's, a, he's a poor choice. He's a, he's a, he's a something. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, is he a is he a specific kind of person? He's a very specific kind of person. Yes, incredibly specific. Mm. <laughs> he is he is very very specific. He's a very specific kind of person. Um, so there's that. Uh, then there there's reining in spending and taxes. In the package imposes rules to try to limit spending, including blocking con consideration of legislation that would increase mandatory spending. 
which is how many social safety net programs are financed. They're also requiring a supermajority vote of the House to raise taxes. Um, it, it, there is a provision that can make it easier to cut taxes, uh, and they, it directs congressional budget offices to try to calculate the macroeconomic effect of tax reductions. Sure. Um, and, and that is an approach that could lower estimated impact, uh, the estimated impact of tax cuts on the federal deficit. There's also the uh, adoption uh, of the Holman Rule, which allows lawmakers to use spending bills to defund specific programs and fire federal officials or reduce their pay. Wait, defund, like defund the police? Yeah. Well, not federal programs, so like the FBI. The FBI. Sure. Or they could just well, fire people. Like people have been mentioning like Fauci. And someone I know mentioned like they can't just fire anybody they want. I'm like, they can defund their salary. Like if this yeah. person wants to work for free, then there's that, but they can just not pay them. And that's basically that firing them. Well, that's true. They could they could say like no money may be allocated to pay Dr. Anthony Fauci to run the National Institute for uh, Allergies and Infectious Disease and so forth. So yeah, exactly. Um, there is uh, this is one of my favorites. The uh, under the new rules, and I'm reading this from an article from New York Times, and I'm going to post this on CivilPoliticsRadio.com and in the podcast notes if you want to read that yourself under the new rules republicans will allow lawmakers at least 72 hours to review legislation before it goes to the floor uh, responding to a chief complaint of members who have been angered by a voluminous costly legislation offered up at the last minute as a take it or leave it proposition such requirements have existed in the past however and have been waived when time is short basically this rule has been in place a lot but Nobody really, it's a rule. Nobody really needs to, if you're, if you say like, no, we're not going to follow that right now, then you don't have to. The thing is that if it's, and the, and the other thing is like, this is, uh, this is all about the whole, like you, the, sorry, there's another rule that's going to come up that say you can't have bills that you have to have bills that are all on one subject. So like the omnibus bill that could not be passed at all in this in this new Congress, because that has like stuff for this program and this program, and this program, stuff for climate change and this. And you would have to separate all of that stuff into their own bills to get to get passed. So it's going to slow down everything. Uh, because you need 72 hours and then people will say like, well, we need to read the bill and everything like that. People keep talking about bills that are like three pages long. And why do we have to have all these huge bills? It's because it's the modern day and you need to have long bills now. That's just how it works. So this is this is something I'm I'm. it's just going to it's just going to grind everything to a halt. Um, excellent stuff. Love it. Loving every every second of it. What do you think, Sue? I mean, after all, uh, you... I'm muted. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to... You know, you're <laughs> much more suspicious of the federal government than no, no, I am. No, that's why so. I, I um, just came back into the call. Sorry. 
There was something with <laughs> she my was phone. muted. I, oh, I was were you, muted. What were you Wait, trying to say? Muted or you weren't listening to uh, <laughs> to genre? Or? Well, I had I had to sign out and sign back in again. I I was talking away and I realized that something happened with my phone <laughs> that was muted and I couldn't unset it, so I had to actually dial out and dial back in. Well, so, um, I apologize. Leah, we don't have a lot of time for this half. We can go back into the next half. But what what were you going to say before? So there was one part, John, where you're talking about the rules, and they have to tie the debt um, the debt limit to mm-hmm. change to uh, getting rid of uh, having a balancing offsetting cost, mm-hmm. and that that's the part I started to say that is probably illegal because of the constitution and the full faith and credit. So there's some of the laws in the Republican, I mean, in the um, house rules that may not, not actually be legal, legally binding. Shocking. So, yeah, absolutely. shocking. So, but I, so I wasn't being especially quiet. I was talking away and you guys were oh. <laughs> not hearing me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, That's fine. But yeah, there are there are a few more rules that we can go over in the next half if you want. Those are the those are the big ones, just committees and being able to just kick out the speaker or try to kick out the speaker anytime you want. And the seventy two hour thing, the seventy two hour thing, and combined with the fact that you can't have uh, bills that contain multiple facets, this is going to just grind everything to a halt. And well. Why don't we take a moment to to reflect on those and uh, take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then come back with more to talk about uh, in the second half of Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXLJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org. 
or call 587-1011 for more information. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with Sue and Genre, and uh, we're still noodling over what we think about uh, the new uh, set of rules and the leadership in the House of Representatives, now controlled by the Republicans under Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Um, I'm not impressed, but Sue, I'd really like to hear what you, uh, have, have to say, um, you know, as our, as our Republican, but also as our, our fan of, uh, a strong leadership and effective government. <laughs> well, if my phone doesn't cut out again, um, you know, the 72, <laughs> the 72 hours is a good idea and people should be allowed to read the bill. Go Darn through tootin'. it and see what's in it. Yeah. And, you know, Jim McGovern, our rep here, actually, I heard him on the floor of C-SPAN, basically tell the Republicans, you can thank him for that rule because uh, he's been a proponent of it forever and it introduced it, I guess, on some different occasions. So he uh, he he's a strong proponent. A lot of people thought that was a good idea. I don't think the single issue bill is too bad. I I, th- I think um, I the think- uh, the budget uh, the seventy two hour thing came up during um, the first half of President Trump's term uh, when the Republicans sort of pushed through a huge federal budget with you know massive cuts and tax breaks and everything and they basically trotted that out with like right well it's going to be Christmas tomorrow so hey let's go home everybody and it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well they do they do do that a lot in fact they schedule a lot of stuff right up at you know right before the holiday because the only way to get people to focus and and you know fish or cut bait but I you know I think Jim McGovern probably introduced that on multiple occasions I think most people think that's a good idea that I do. people have a time to read read the bill and it's actually written out sometimes it doesn't get written out and it's sort of a handshake it's you know it's really important i think cuz you know these some of these laws are so complicated as for the single issue i you know john you 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 corrected us long ago by saying when the earmarks were gone that's why congress sort of you know stalled out cuz yeah. you couldn't you you couldn't really negotiate but i think it's not terrible to have single issue bills like you know the a big bill on immigration with all its all its parts and not throwing in a bridge you know for somebody but to really have it be all about immigration and really make them do the work i you know it it it's sort of embarrassing that we don't have a comprehensive immigration plan i mean in general everybody yeah. um so yeah uh, I, I don't think that's a terrible a terrible thing because a lot of times what happens is people will slip something in unrelated in the middle of the night and everybody votes on it and then they discover it happens in Massachusetts too. You know, they discover that, oh no, we didn't actually intend for that to happen, but nobody knew it was in there except for the 
proponent and one of the reps that threw it in or the senators. So it's, well, it, um, it, it's a way like, well, I'd love to fund this thingy, a bridge or whatever. Um, and yeah, people will probably go along with it, but you know, why, why risk it? I'll just attach it to, uh, this bill that's absolutely going to pass or that has to pass. Um, has to pass. and people yeah. won't hate, you know, or, or just that people broadly want to support and people aren't going to hate this so much that they'll, that it'll change their minds about the thing that's going to pass. So it's just a way to sort of speed the process and maybe not have to answer any questions that we prefer to avoid, you know? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sunlight is good. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, I'm um, yeah. going back to McGovern. I just wanted to read a quote, if that's okay. Um, sure. I am mm -hmm. glad this is from McGovern, uh, a, uh, him reacting to the rules package, which I found a link to, and then it was gone from the from the uh, uh, from rules.house.gov. I used the Wayback Machine, so take that, Congress. Um, so I, I, I found a a uh, I found a previously cached um, version of the site that wasn't deleted. Hmm. So <laughs> Wayback the Wayback Very Machine, cheap. a web.archive.org. It's wonderful if you want to see the history of a web page um he said i am glad to see some changes that democrats may made uh that that met democrats made have survived particularly a real 72-hour rule a requirement that all bills go through a regular order and a house office of diversity and inclusion however on balance this package is a major step backwards for this institution the american people elected a divided government because they want us to put people over politics and operate in a bipartisan way not empower extremists who have no interest in working together to get things done Interesting. Sounds like Jim <laughs> McGovern. <laughs> As old. Yeah. Maybe that's why he deleted it. It's all over the place. Um, going back to what you were saying about like uh it, it's good having single issue. Like I think I think having single issue bills is good. The issue I have with it is some really good legislation has been passed in large omnibus bills because it's the again it's the only way for some some things to get passed uh and if everything has to be voted on separately and they all have to have their own separate bills that also means that they all have to be debated they all have to go through the same rules the same process like just divided so if you want to get a lot of things done in frankly like 2 years is a short amount of time for uh for the house then uh, some things have to be combined, you know, or else, especially with a house that just fights all the time. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of the, there are some, anytime like something good is passed by the Republicans, I'm leery about it because I think they're going to do something horrible with it because they do. And I feel that way about Democrats. So maybe it's just as well they don't get a lot of things done. So they can go a little slower and we can see what people are doing, you know? That you it can isn't, see what people uh, are doing like before. I mean, like the, the omnibus bill is huge, but, you know, like you can repeal some of it. Like, I don't know. It's like the, and then it's, it's, it is slowed down by, by going to the Senate as well. 
you know, it's it, I don't like things that will slow down the process of government like to a crawl, you know, like they're had like they, this is going to make this is going to be another tool to get nothing done. But we have to get some things done. Things have to get done because it's the government. They need to do things, you know. Well, so. getting the budget done for the whole year is, you know, that hasn't happened in a long time. So now they can work off the budget and, you know, maybe not get involved in all these other things. I Wait, I do find that it, it has happened government... quite recently, Sue. Remember yeah. you were just singing the praises of Nancy Pelosi and uh uh it happened last year. Uh Mitch yeah, McConnell for getting the budget did. done? Right. That's what so I'm you just said it's no, done. okay. No, I mean the the previous I, budget, not the not the one that oh, was passed literally last year. I mean like the previous budget, like either the previous budget or like the two or three budgets ago. Resolutions. Like, well, yeah, they, they were just doing CRs. They used resolutions, but they but the budget lasted a year until then. No, no, no? they didn't. They were doing it every month or two. So there's like there's all two, last year. The, yep, they did it. They did like four times. They did continuing resolutions, including two weeks, three weeks ago before they did the budget. They they did another one that went to like December 24th, which is why they were going to run out of money again. Yeah, they we've been living on CRs. It's hey, bad. Okay, if you say so. Yeah, no, we've been that living on you know a month, a month, two month CRs. Over and over again. And then Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi said, we're not going into, you know, this new Congress with CRs coming up every every month or so. Uh, right. Anyway. Well, I just I just want um, I, I just don't think that that there's going to be a balance or, or a proper use of this 72 hour rule or this um, or this uh, single issue or 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 single whatever uh thing i think it's just going to be another another weapon well and um, just yeah. you know of course the whole issue of how do you parse like whether or not something is related when you do a single bill issue like sue you were mentioning i think it was while well, we were chatting but in the break but you know like well it's an immigration bill so why what is this thing about a bridge doing on here and it's like well what if it's an international bridge you know, well, then is that about immigration or, you know, what if it's like, well, I don't want this, you know, Texas and Arizona are upset about a new bridge between the two states because they feel it's going to make it easier for cross-border traffic to do something. I don't know. Like, yeah, I could easily see how that could come up, you know, or, yeah. you know, how does immigration relate to highway funding? Well, again, how do people immigrate to the country? Well, you know, or or leave the country? Well, a lot of them leave on roads. So roads seem therefore yeah. applicable. And when they started letting trucks from Mexico cross without the DOT standards so they could continue on and deliver it somewhere in Texas, you know, yeah. that was that speeded up the border because mm. that helped. But a lot of folks were driving on the road without you know, our, our safety standards. So the truckers were like, I don't think this is a good idea. Cause you know, of course it affected their jobs too. Cause they couldn't, they couldn't pick it up and carry it the rest of the way. The, the trucks from Mexico just took it all the way to wherever it was going. Yeah. But think, yeah, who decides is important, right? Who decides if it's a single issue? 
Yeah. And yes. who can say, and if the person that usually decides says that it is a single issue, who can say, no, it isn't and, and block it? Yeah. Yeah. So important questions. Maybe you thought maybe the parliamentarian, but I, you know, maybe it's the speaker of the house. Yeah. I don't trust well, any of it. I don't like I, it. I, I would imagine the rules package. Well, actually I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, a sensible rules package that is going to include a stipulation like this would also include the mechanism for who, you know, for making such a challenge and then for adjudicating it. Um, yeah. That does not mean that this rules package does include such provisions. <laughs> so on a PBS article that I found, it says bills must come with a statement of single purpose. So that though this rule does not say the bill must have a single purpose, but it has to come with a statement saying this is this is a single purpose. So they so someone might say someone might disagree and say, like, you can't do this, send it back. Um but this isn't going to, but the single issue or the single purpose thing isn't going to be like a fully like a, just a hard and fast rule, which is good. So there there's some wiggle oh, just room. Just a there. descriptor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some wiggle room there, which is good. Um the single purpose well, I propose is- for this bill is to make things better for the American people. <laughs> exactly. Like it, like that's the that's the thing that I really that really bothers me too. Is you can just you, like any college student knows that you can BS your way into anything. Like any any paper, <laughs> like and if you, you can't, apparently there are now AI chatbots that'll do it for you. Jeez, oh yeah. I know, isn't like it amazing? CPT AI or something doesn't whatever. Chat um, GPT, I think I've heard it called. I yeah, I, think I haven't looked. Yeah, into look it, on the web the <laughs> web page, Open AI, and you can actually use it. If you go to openai.com, you can actually. Um, Test run it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Chat. chat Jama, ABT, did you break yourself? <laughs> CPT. Jesus. Oh my God. Don't nobody Google CPT. Anyway, um, another rule that I I, I actually wanted to bring up that um, you have to be present to vote. So they are eliminating like proxy voting that have that they've been using. You know, because there's a there's still a pandemic because of there's COVID. Still yeah. a pandemic. You guys, mm-hmm. there's still mm-hmm. a pandemic. People are dying. Yep. There's still a pandemic. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just want to, you know, put that out there. So uh this is something that they were using through the pandemic, proxy voting, zooming, and and, and everything like that. So they're eliminating that. You have to be present to vote. Which I like know. that. I like that because you actually have to put your name on it. Press the little button, and you can vote really fast because they have those electronic devices in the proxy in the, voting the allows there. you to do that anyway. Yeah, you're just telling someone else to press the button. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I, I like them to vote. I like they're them still to be voting there and vote. though. They're not not I, voting. Yeah, I th- I think as a as a general measure for the long term, I really think Congress should change the way it operates. I think they should. Uh, you know they they need to remodel the the house so that uh, people can make uh, you know make video presentations if they have them because uh, you know I think bringing in like poster board is just kind of dumb at this point. Yeah, um, that's all you can do, right? You can't bring in right, any other exactly. props. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no cameras. Did and you guys snowballs. Like it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that C-SPAN could show could show people in the in the galley. 
Yeah. <laughs> they could actually film them because the rules hadn't been adopted. So C-SPAN, I mean, that's in why we kitchen? got to see the uh, the floor fights. <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, gallery. Sorry. Yeah, we should we should have cameras in the Congress. Well, what if you looked and nobody was in the was in there? There was just the guy making the speech, and there wasn't another soul in there except for the up front. And then, are they still voting? Good, fine. Well, I I I mean, because you know that's what that's what Nudie did. Nudie gave his speech to an empty Congress. That's sort of how that all started. Well, if there's a camera, then you're not giving it uh, to an empty Congress. They're all watching. Or somebody Possibly, could be but watching. nobody could respond because nobody was there. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes the speech go faster. If they did, <laughs> if they wanted to respond, then they could go to the chamber and respond. If they wanted to be there, if you want to be there, then you can be there. If you don't, or if you can't, then you can have a proxy, and then you'll still be voting. You're still putting your name on the bill. You're still. It still says this person voted for this thing. It's just. You're telling you're you're having another way of telling them that you're yeah yeah it, it yeah mm-hmm. it's they're still voting. Well, you, know, you know, Alaska has always done that because in Fairbanks you often can't get in because uh, you can only fly to Fairbanks. You can't actually mm-hmm. drive to Fairbanks, but in the winter you can't get in. So when they had sessions, they had to, they've been doing remote for for years but i think i think the reps and senators should go to washington have to hang out with each other actually have some human contact i think it's really important but for, do, i mean do things on the floor i i think that, they should have to hang out together that's fine but there's a pandemic still yeah there's the yeah the, and how many people in congress are like a thousand years old like this is well, dangerous. Maybe a few of them will pass off, and oh my god, we won't have Sue. such an elderly. <laughs> we won't have such an elderly. I mean, you. We all agree that Congress is like old farts. It's like time to go. I, I, I Call agree, the but sick, not that eat way. The rich, <laughs> grind the bones of the poor to make our bread. I mean, come on, Sue. <laughs> Just, just throw, so just throw them quoting, in the, in the coffin before they're dead. Jesus Christ, I'm, Sue. Oh I'm, my quoting God. A famous, I'm quoting a famous Democrat. I'm sure. Who really? ran for governor here. Is, his name Why was not? John Silber, and he said, you're right, but it's time to go. Oh, <laughs> God. God, that guy was such a... I, I such want a, them such to an irrational, crazy person. Yeah. But he I had want a them point. to retire. Have... I want them to be voted out. I don't want them to be dead because they oh, went into well, work. That's yeah. not good. Well, I, I thought they would just flee because they're afraid of getting COVID. But no, we're, you know, we were talking about Katie Porter. I mean, what a what a surprise! She's running for Senate. Yeah, Diane Feinstein hasn't so decided not it. to run. Yeah, <laughs> Diane Feinstein has said that she'll be making an announcement like next week. Um, yeah. about it but she's still like and people have asked Adam Schiff and he's like oh I'm still focused on the 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 rains down in California which is honestly very deadly like 17 people have, have passed away in the state because oh, yeah, of it's the terrible. storms um, which I'm is, wondering how our know. produce is doing with all that flooding and contamination uh, I mean 
you know, one 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 positive from it is the snowpack is just great now, which is a major yeah. supply it's, of it's water. It's far above uh, the the norm seasonal norm for this time of year. Yeah, so, so that was true, great. I believe, in twenty nineteen or twenty seventeen. And then at the uh, May first deadline, they like at a number of points, they only had like you know two inches of snow or whatever. Like yeah, like. Yeah, it's great that there's lots of snow in January, but that doesn't necessarily mean there'll be good, uh, uh, you know, a lot of snowpack for good runoff over the course of the year. Yeah, so. I mean, the the I don't know what's going to happen with the farming there. Like there, there's there's a, like mudslides and everything. It's like if you have a dry a dry spell for a very long time, and then you have tons of rain, it's very dangerous. Um, yes. Yeah, but yeah, it going back to right. Yeah, going back to Katie Porter, like this is she clearly had all of this information like ready, like uh, like ready to go, like uploaded and everything just to to be put out on a on Monday or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't get good. I'm glad. Uh, well, she's in Orange County and she just won a yeah. tough race. Well, yeah, I mean, Orange County. She see. flipped Orange County, like she did. Yeah, and she's h- held it. So, yeah, I would love yeah. to see her in the Senate. Um, and remember, California has open primaries, so she's not specifically primarying uh, uh, Diane Feinstein. Like they all have to get in; they all have to run against each other. And oh, then that's right. like Senator Feinstein goes for re-election, which she may yeah. not. But yeah. Hopefully yeah. she'll just say, "Nah, screw it. I'm I'm going to be literally 90. over ninety when I'm running for this. I'm not going to do this anymore." She's eighty nine right now. She's turning she just, ninety in June. And to to and quote another sort of amazing. famous political meme or whatever, don't you think she looks tired? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I remember her when. I mean, um, sexism aside, honestly, she looks just tired to me. You know, yeah, like she is she's ninety awesome. years old. I think she's probably. Well, yeah, she sorry. paid her dues because she was yeah, she was in sure. the mayor's office when uh, White was shot. Uh, Harvey Milk, sorry, Harvey yeah, Milk and, was and, shot, and Mayor Mayor White as well. Yeah, yeah, but that was some time, and she, you know, she's done pretty well for California, I'm sure. So, but I'd like to see Katie Porter more like in a cabinet post. She's a she's a hot hot one. She's she's fun to watch, and she takes on the big the big yeah. interest. It's very interesting. Um, I'd, so, I'd like her more like she's someone I'd like in the ha- in in the legislative um, fac- uh, facet like a uh, like Elizabeth Warren. I would I would like to see in a cabinet. Um, I think well, that she Kate, Katie Porter uh, is was a student of Elizabeth Warren. So, you know, they're she's really kind of her protege. Yeah. Yeah. She I think she wow. just endorsed her, her too, didn't. Didn't yeah. Elizabeth Warren just endorse oh, her? I don't know if or... she endorsed her. She probably she, I don't know. She I should. think she did. But, but absolutely, did. you know, she was a mentor to Katie Porter. So yet another yeah. reason why I like her. Yeah. Well, um, good luck to Katie Porter. Uh, good luck to everybody in California. And um, I'm really glad that she's running because now we have a race in California. And we really need one. And I'd just like to take a moment as I hear the music, so we're wrapping up the show here. I'd just like to take a moment to uh, acknowledge uh, Sue. Your long-running show, other show here on uh, Valley Free Radio, Farm to Fork, is wrapping up after 11 years, I believe. Yeah, 11 or 12 years. 
Yeah, and we took it oh. over from some other folks who did it for five years before that. So really, yeah, we'll we'll put out a cattle call if somebody else wants to start producing the show. But we'll probably just do some special shows and talk about water and some other things that are really important to the area. So, but not every other week. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, congratulations you can, and thank you. You can find an oh. archive of some of the most recent shows on Farm to Fork uh, co i'll put a link in the description and on the on the civil politics website and i think there might be more archives going up in the near future uh, yep. so keep an eye on that well, if you, you. want to learn about um th- th- it's a it's a honestly it's it's uh it's a great show it's one of the best shows on on our station and i'm, I'm sad that you, you guys are so kind yeah it's yeah. i always like that show honestly <laughs> it's great <laughs> Well, and uh, yeah, and th- and thank you, Sue. And speaking of shows on this station, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at ten, and then OK Asia Midnight. There's a podcast of the show that's going to be available uh, after midnight, so let's do us that way. And we got a repeat broadcast on Monday at four, so let's do us then too. So that's all for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.